Welcome back everyone, Barry and Eric again with another gun gripe. And today's episode is about uh, poor and proper choices that the first uh, time gun buyer makes. Basically, uh, somebody comes in, they want to pick up a big hand cannon or a big powerful rifle and buy it as their first gun just to impress the ladies. Or likewise, somebody makes informed decisions and comes in and gets a you know, nice solid first rifle like a 1022. We're going to lay out some of our uh, thought processes for that, and hopefully you guys will glean a little knowledge from this video. Well, most people that come in uh, the shop nowadays are looking for a, a defensive handgun, and they go on the advice of, uh, of a police officer friend or a husband, an uncle, or whatever. And I would say, I've been here about 12 years, and I would say that about 4 out of 10 people probably make the wrong choice on their first gun. Um, Something for the for everybody. A 500 Magnum is a really good gun. Um, these things are powerful. They're very shootable in the right hands. It's a good hand loader's tool because you can really uh, get a lot of economy out of it with a hand load. But for a first time gun buyer, gun owner, this is not the good choice. Uh, this is something that really uh, you want to get some experience with guns, namely with revolvers, because these things uh, carry a lot of power and they have a lot of recoil and uh, they can't hurt you if you don't shoot them properly. So I definitely wouldn't recommend the 500 as a first gun. No. Uh, for a civilian, go ahead. For a civilian carry gun, uh, a lot of people buy the little airweight 38, which is fine. The new Smith and Wessons are rated for plus P ammunition. You don't have to worry about shooting your gun loose. This is easy to carry. A great civilian weapon. Absolutely. But this gun is—you have to practice a lot with this gun. Another good first-hand gun, if you're uh, wanting to get into an automatic, uh, a Glock 19, or anything uh, you know similar to this. The Sigmas aren't bad for the money. Um, if you want to get into like a Ruger P95 or an 89 or something like that, some people prefer manual safety, and uh, some people prefer a decocking mechanism and all those bells and whistles. Me personally, I'm a Glock guy. Um, I do carry on a regular basis a, a CZ82. I am a Makarov fan. So what we'll do in a future video, if y'all are interested, stay tuned for it. We're going to do a Makarov shootout. We're going to shoot every Makarov that I know of that's in existence. I collect them, and I've got several of them, and we will be shooting many of those. And I am a fan of the Makarov PM. Uh, let that be known. Block 19 is definitely not a bad choice for a first-time gun buyer. This is a gun that you'll only get better with. The high-cap mags are no joke. They actually run. It's a good, cheap gun to shoot uh, in terms of uh, ammo price and everything. Uh, these guns can be had for generally around 479 to five and a quarter in that ballpark. Right. Air weights, what about four and a quarter? 429 on the new. And 429 on the new air weights, which is definitely not a bad price for that little gun. So how about another impractical one? Yeah, uh, an impractical first gun would also be this Desert Eagle. Even though it's a it's a magnificent gun, this gun belongs to our friend Chad. And you can watch on, the, on uh, Eric's webpage, he shot a two and a half inch group at a hundred yards with that gun and uh, from a bench. And that gun, by the way, is for sale. Mm -hmm. Comes with a hard case, Nikon scope, and it is uh, $12.99. Which is a steal. And you can watch him shoot it on the internet. You can see how the gun performs. You guys better buy it or I will. It's a good one. It's a damn good gun. Great again, gun. Again, not the, the perfect first gun, but definitely a good gun in general. But for a first time gun buyer, this is a little much especially for defensive purposes. Another impractical handgun, now definitely I think the PLR-16 is a great gun. I love this gun, but it is impractical for a first-time gun buyer, um, especially for home defense, stuff like that. 
I don't know. I'm kind of on the fence with this one a little bit because I think these are great guns. They're definitely reliable. Uh, the learning curve for using them is definitely real easy. They're easy to take apart, easy to clean, and they work. If you use that gun for home defense, so you uh, you advise to use a frangible bullet that does shoot a rifle round. That's right, two, two, three. But it is a lot of firepower. So you got thirty round mag. You can put a hundred shot beta mag in it. Uh, it's versatile as far as that goes, but it's a first-time gun. It's not not the one to pick. Yeah, look elsewhere there, people. These little derringers. A lot of people want to buy one of these on the excuse, "Well, I'll never need it. I'll never use it anyway." But these are very dangerous weapons. To load this gun, you have to put the safety bar to block the hammer, and then you load it and close it. Now, to fire this gun, you have to cock the hammer and push the safety bar out of the way. So you fire once, you fire twice, then you go to reload it. You open it up, you knock out the empties, you put two loaded rounds in there, and when you close it up, it shoots your hand off. Firing pins protruding, hammers all the way down. You have to reset the safety bar before you reload this gun. If you don't, when you close it, there's a chance that that round can fire. This gun is literally, this gun is literally made to fall out of your hand. Literally, I've seen guys draw this out of their pocket and sling it clear across the room. Very, very difficult to handle. Very difficult to shoot. Uh, you have to be at point blank range. I'm talking about inches. Now, the only real, you know. One of the things that, to me, makes this gun really neat is just the fact that it's small and handy, and if somebody's on top of you trying to murder you with a knife or something like that, yeah. then yeah, you put this right in their damn sternum, and right. you let them have it two right. times, if you right. can even get, you know, fire it twice. Right. Uh, this type of gun is a good last result, or last resort, I should say. This gun is a good last resort type firearm, but not something that I would buy solely for just the purpose of protection by itself. Well, for two and a half times what this costs, you can get a North American Arms Mini Revolver and 22 Magnum. You got a fine gun. Yeah, absolutely. So you got five shots, 22 Magnum. Sure. Uh, these two shots are going to go mighty fast. That's right. Okay. On the first, uh, if you're going to buy a rifle, uh, one of the best choices in the world for your first rifle would be a 10-22. Absolutely. That one has a built-in laser from the factory, and it's stainless steel construction, uh, polymer stock. Very nice little weapon. The laser's in it right here, and the activation button is on the left side. You just you push it with your thumb, and you got it. Uh, you got a laser. Like that. See it, people? Yep. That would be a great. If you're going to buy any 22 rifle, whether your first or last 22 rifle, the 1022 can't be beat. We've you know, already... I don't even know if it comes down to a 22 caliber, Barry. I think if uh, for first gun period. If right. somebody wants a good little rifle they can use for just about anything, mm -hmm. they can shoot cheap, the accessories and parts are everywhere and inexpensive, the guns themselves are quite inexpensive, right. this model probably represents uh, among the top tier of cost in 1022s. This is a limited edition dealer exclusive and these run anywhere from around uh, as low as about 375 to as much as about four and a quarter. So there's a little more expensive. Some of the uh, cheaper walnut stocked uh, standard carbines from Ruger in the 1022 model can be had for around two and a quarter, 200 bucks in that ballpark. Especially Another thing about the 1022, this gun is modular construction. Anybody can read the instruction manual, take the, take the trigger module out, take the gun apart and give it a thorough cleaning. Whereas, now this, old, this model 60 used to be the standard 22 when I was a kid. 
before the 1022 came out, this was what everybody bought. But if you go to detail field strip this gun, you can run into some trouble. You may have a problem putting it back together where the Ruger is more serviceable. Yeah, absolutely. But and this, uh, this is still a fine little gun. Every time I clean a Ruger 1022, I remove the barrel from the action every time. Because right. it's easy enough to clean. It's real easy to clean with the barrel disassembled from it. The uh, Model 60 was one of the first 22s that I ever had growing up as a kid. Uh, my grandpa passed down uh, the first one to me I ever had. And I can't say how many squirrels that I've killed with a Model 60. Yep. Uh, this is a great gun. They're reliable. Not quite as easy to clean, like Barry said. Uh, the tubular magazine for some folks might be a little bit uh, difficult to get used to. It's definitely hard to load under stress if you had to. Right. Uh, the, the Ruger with its BX25 25 round magazines is definitely a better choice if you're looking for a gun that's not only cheap to shoot and uh, easy to take hunting, but also something that might potentially serve you as a uh, defensive firearm. Right. If you get in a situation where you have to use the 22 rifle for defense, the, the 1022 leaves them all behind. Uh, that gun, I think, holds 12 rounds in the magazine, and when that's over with, you got to basically reload that like a muzzle loader. You have to take the right. tube out, load it. The Ruger, you can, you can stay behind cover or whatever you need to do and put a new mag in it. This rifle here is a Winchester Model 70 and 300 Winchester Magnum. This is a very nice rifle. I've got one of these myself. Um, I actually have one of the Ruger M77 Mark II all-weathers and 300 Win Mag that I put in a nice uh, lightweight Boyd's laminate stock. It's a great gun, but for the first time gun buyer, again, this is something that's very impractical. Uh, 300 Win Mag is definitely not a weakling when it comes to uh, recoil. It's got a lot of recoil. It's a very powerful cartridge. It's got a hell of a lot of uh, kick to it. Right. If you're a lighter frame person, you definitely want to get some experience shooting rifles before you get into something like this. Um, 300 Winchester Magnum ammo is definitely not cheap. Um, you're going to spend about $2 a shot for factory stuff. Even when you're hand loading, you're still going to spend about $0.80 cents a shot. Uh, these things hold like around 70 grains of powder in terms of your powder charge. So this is another example of how, I mean, while Win Winchester Model 70 is a wonderful gun, it's not near as practical for a first-time rifle buyer. I mean, this is just one of those things that's a real specific type use for this gun, and that's not something I'd recommend for a first-time rifle buyer. And you have to think, too, that the choice of a hunting rifle depends on where you are. Right. Uh, here in Georgia, you don't need anything more than a 270 or 30-06 to do anything you need to do. 30-06 is really as, as powerful as you need to go for deer hunting in Georgia. And it's probably the most versatile caliber as well. Now, if you want to have a high-power semi-automatic rifle and you want to get into a really good one as a first gun and you're content or you've decided that you've got to have that type of gun to start out with, I'd recommend a uh, nice Smith & Wesson m 15 in a flat top. You can get it in camo and black. They come in a few different calibers. This particular one is a uh, 300 blackout caliber, which is a wonderful setup. Um, if you're starting a gun collection from the ground up or if you're starting to get into guns for the first time, then caliber choice is not going to hugely be a big deal anyway because you're already going to have to stock up on uh, reloading dies, ammo, right. whatever you're going to use to support that gun from the ground up anyway. The beauty of a 300 blackout rig is that you can buy a 223 upper, slap it on, and then you got access to both calibers, the 300 and the 223, and they all take the same magazine. And uh, this is a very proven setup. Uh, most of your MMP 15s are going to come in a standard direct gas impingement setup. Uh, nothing wrong with that. Just make sure you're keeping it clean and it'll run fine for you. Um, very proven setup. Again, you can get this in camo and black. 
a rig like this is going to start out around 13 and work up from there depending on where you get them and everything like that. We do have these in stock ready to sell. Um, so definitely not the cheapest first option, but if you want to go with a real nice setup, an investment grade setup from the ground up, this is a nice thing to get into. And it'll only go up in value. So for our potential AR gunners on a budget, we do have the uh, Smith & Wesson MP15 Sporter Rifle. This is a very slick little rig and we have sold quite a few of these and uh, people have been very pleased with them. What this is, is their basic uh, MP15 setup but with a few things uh, changed on it to make it a little bit uh, cheaper for them to sell. For one, it lacks a forward assist like the military version. It also lacks a dust cover. It also lacks a uh, hinged uh, floor plate on the uh, where the trigger guard is. Um, some people might see that as a big deal or whatever, but for me it doesn't really uh, make a difference. In fact, I like that uh, one billet piece. It seems like it's a lot sturdier. Other than that, it's pretty much your, uh, your standard AR. All the uh, controls are the same. Disassembly procedures are the same. Um, standard A2 heavyweight barrel with a uh, one and eight twist, 5.56 chamber. Comes with a uh, Magpul bus in the back. So that way, nice thing about this, I think they realize that a lot of people hate buying a flat top and then having to buy optics. But this gives you the option to go right to the range and play with it immediately, having the backup sight. And I'm glad that Smith & Wesson realized that that was a good thing to do. You need a backup sight anyway. You need a backup sight anyway. Um, I know optics on ARs are popular now. They also ship with uh, one 30-round PMAG, which is a wonderful setup. Very nice setup for the first-time gun buyer that wants an automatic. If you like the AK system, this is one of the better guns you can get. It's a Washer 10, Century on it takes a 75 round drum, 40 shot box, 30 shot box, 20 shot box. This is your basic uh, uh, AK-47. It's built on a, a Romanian receiver. Now, we have had a little problem with, with Sentry in the past, but they've always done good on the guns. But most of the time, these guns run very well. And uh, it's at the cost of under $600 for this gun right here. Uh, if you like the AK system, this is probably the way to start. And for you first-time AK buyers, I did post about a 15-minute long primer on shopping for an AK and some of the stuff that you guys want to look for. Um, just search for that on my YouTube channel. It's on there. And uh, that's a pretty detailed video that uh, shows you guys some of the things to look for. There are some good wassers out there. There's some good Century <laughs> guns out there. Uh, but some of them kind of vary in terms of uh, quality and fit and finish and all that sort of stuff. Uh, but generally, they've been getting a little better. If it's going to run, it runs. Oh, yeah. If, if it doesn't run, it'll show up right away, and a century will make it right. My first AK was a Wasser, and uh, I tell you, I shot that thing to hell and back. I bet I put about three or 4,000 rounds through it without a single stoppage, and it shot reasonably good. What you got to remember, too, aren't the Draco pistols century? Draco pistols are century. We have never had a problem with Draco Those pistols. Those things run like a scalded dog. That little uh, mini that Ray's got, that sucker's never missed a lick. Oh, yeah. And it'll run off a bump stick and everything else. Uh, oh, yeah. I'm real pleased with the Draco pistols. But anyway. Well, hopefully this uh, video pointed you guys in the right direction if you're thinking about buying your first gun. I know there's a lot of people that have generally been kind of on the fence about being a first-time gun owner. And I know there's a lot of questions that kind of develop from it. And that's why we made this video. And hopefully uh, some of you that are watching my channel for the first time, maybe this is the first video you've seen of ours. We invite you to stick around, subscribe, you know, check out some of our other stuff. I know sometimes the humor factor can kind of get a little crazy. You know, sometimes we 
post some stuff that's a little funny and a little little humorous, but uh, for the most part, we're real serious people and we take the gun industry seriously. We take our fellow gun owners seriously. And ultimately, the reason for having this YouTube page is to pass on what we hope is good, credible information from people in the industry and people that do it every day. And uh, that's why we're here. So you may see a little comic relief every now and then, but when we're talking about guns, we're dead serious. So uh, <laughs> uh, we appreciate y'all watching, and y'all, uh, this is Eric and Barry signing off.